Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and Ford, that's a lot of beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, and we're starting with a beer. This is... A brave new beer. Oh, it's a, it is a new beer for us. This is from Neshamini Creek. We in, really dropped the ball. I should have gotten more from the Braven. Oh, man. Shit. Oh, Didn't fuck, think of that. Instantly fuck. fucked this up. Oh, well. Cut Tune that. in next week. <laughs> This is from Neshaminy Creek Brewing Company in Croydon, Pennsylvania, and it's called The Shape of Hops to Come. It is a 9.5% alcohol double IPA, which I chose because this book is about the future. 632 years or something like that after the introduction after of the Model T. <laughs> that is a densely hoppy beer. That is very strong. It smells nice. That is a very earthy hop flavor. Mm. It's like, it's bitter, but in a different way. Not in the way you know. No. Not in the sad, emotional way. <laughs> <laughs> I get an earthy, almost onion kind of flavor out of that. It is like very, yeah, very strong. Just very hoppy. Yeah, I get the onion vibe. Right? I, 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 there's got to be a better word, but that's the only one I no, know. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I picked this beer because it's about the future in Brave New World. It is one of the major trend-setting, I guess, or influential dystopian novels. It's, it's the current, you know, like uh, all the internet memes are like, Everyone says the world now is like 1984, but really, it's like Brave New World. Well, that's actually something I want to talk about. Which which one got it right? Totally. Actually, took notes. I have a paper over there. Pros and cons. So before we get to which one got it right, this beer is in- interesting. The book was published in 1932 by Aldous Huxley, who was a fucking serious acid head. What? Huge acid user. They used acid in the 30s? Well, he died in the 60s. His last oh, words were okay. like, more acid, please. So he hadn't used acid... At this point. I don't think so. It didn't exist then. I thought it hadn't been invented yet, but yeah. it could be as soon as it came out. The 50s is the absolute earliest it could have been. But he loved it. His right. last words were like six more milligrams or whatever the fuck it is. But I mean, it's, a, I, it's a unit of measure and more. I can respect that. And here, interesting interesting thing. Um, he wrote an article, like a, a pamphlet kind of essay thing about why people should do acid called The Doors of Perception. And that is not only where the band The Doors get their name, but if you listen to Help by uh, the Beatles, John Lennon says something to the effect of like, blah, 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 and open up the door. And people know like, that, that is like a, that song is one of the turning points when their music went from being like teeny boppish to serious. Psychedelic. Because he started doing acid. So thanks, Huxley. What a brave new world. Which is a quote from The Tempest, which I've never read or know anything about. Me either. I have. I haven't even remotely tempted to read it. Do you want to know what happens? Nope. Is it about a storm? There is a storm There's in a it. Magic you know? guy and a wand and a Ariel is a character. I want to say, yep. a little Prospero, Ariel, and Caliban. Isn't he the guy who can smell mutants in Logan? Caliban's the monster. Oh, he's the, he's the guy who can smell real good in X Men. <laughs> Let's get back to Brave New World. <laughs> yeah, sure. The main characters in Brave New World live in the future, five hundred or so years from the present day in England, and they are all um, so, alphas. So there's a lot of really weird stuff going on because it's very futuristic. 1930s futuristic dystopia. So what we have to do is really just talk about all the weird stuff going on. It hits the ground that begins in the birthing chamber as kind of a means of exposition. Yeah, so people, except on the reservations, but we'll get there much later, the people are born in an industrial like factory setting. People are, yeah, they're bred throughout all of these um, and they're like birthed or they're divided through the Bokanovsky process and they're sort of birthed in like a factory it's like artificial wombs. Yeah, artificial like stuff. Like Factory-produced factory test tube babies. And, and not only that, but each baby is assigned a like basically a social class. They have a caste system. They, they have a very strict caste system that's put in, in birth because 
not only are their kids raised to be a, this specific cast, but they like do things to the babies before they're even born. They're conditioned. To, they're conditioned in in the like artificial wombs to be this specific cast. So that could take the shape of adding alcohol, uh oh, to the womb to make them well, they, smaller. What they would do in one of the things they would uh, deprive them of oxygen as they were growing, and the more they did that, the dumber the kid would be. So they'd be like the as they're called in this like the alphas betas. Down to Epsilon. Epsilon. Mm-hmm. They skip Charlie's. I don't know why. I mean, because they're, it's going an actual by, name. they're going by the Greek alphabet, which is Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon. Yeah, the there's first no letters. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was thinking Army stuff, but there you go. Oh, that would be Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, yeah, I don't know. Delta, Echo. <laughs> is the uh, uh, Golf, Hotel, Indigo, H-I-J, J. Oh, my God. You're, you're, uh, you are the autistic one on the podcast. Is it's it official. Joker? Joke. Jester? Jack, Jekyll. Joker. I don't know what J is. J K is Kilo, Lima or Lima, Mike, November, October. Never mind. Testicles. Yeah. Zulu is Z. So they have this caste system and you're born to one of the five castes. But there's also actually hints that there are like divisions within them, like a delta minus. Yeah, there's like mm-hmm. you know, like uh pluses and minuses, so they have some I don't know why they bother, but Well the reason is that they have the cerebral jobs of society. Well, I mean, like, jobs. why bother between a plus and a minus? Well, I guess because you need to make it clear who's going to be mopping toilets, who's going to be driving a bus, who's going to be digging ditches. And or just working on an assembly line, just putting yeah. shit together. Growing more one, babies. One, two, three, four, one, two. Well, yeah. then nobody grows babies. Most well, people, people, most people are born in the, sterile. In the baby factories. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. But they're, they render your level of intelligence and the things you're going to be potentially interested in or scared of or... Uh, upset by all of that is carefully like engineered. They, uh, they condition mm-hmm. everyone to be afraid of nature, so they'll stay in the cities. Yeah, but also want to go to nature. Not to be afraid of nature. They're they are they're not going to like flowers, right? Like yeah, weird subtle things. But they are going to be conditioned to want to go play sports in nature, in fields and shit like the that. The sports in this book are some of the best things I've ever seen. I wrote, uh, centrifugal bumble puppy. Centrifugal bumble puppy. That's got to be the best game ever. And escalator squash. <laughs> it's exhausting. It's also a good band name. All and of these a are good, good band beer names. Name. They're yeah. excellent beer names. I, 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 I really want to know what centrifugal centrifugal bumble puppy is. Does it involve it. actual puppies? Does it involve a centrifuge? Probably. It has to involve centrifuge. Maybe centrifugal force. Where does the bumble come in? It's because when honey? the room spins really fast and the puppies have to make their way to the center, but they keep falling down because they're puppies. And you put where on is them? the bumble? They bumble around and fall down. I hope that they sting each other. They get is to it, wear stingers and with little baby bum- wings. Bumble puppies. They're wearing little bumblebee suits. Yes. All right, so we know how that game works. Yeah. We solved it. Escalator squash is by far the most difficult, I have to imagine. I think it's just when you try to carry your produce up the escalator. Oh, it's, it's the literal, literal squash. It's the not, not the squash game. It's, it's the, the gourd. And at the bottom is the goalie. And he gets, if he gets your squash, <laughs> it's over. I got your escalator squash. And that's the end of the game. Brilliant. It's a truly, truly groundbreaking book. You have to be really high on ass. <laughs> like these games. He made up a lot of weird shit. Uh, well, we'll get well, to it. Was like, you know, past people, future shit. Retrofuturism, whatever the fuck it's called now. Um, history. History. Which is bunk, according to Ford and this book. That quote is used. History is bunk. Everything is bunk. I mean, should we do another beer? Or should we just... Yeah, I mean, we lay it down. I mean, well, we could talk about another beer, because uh, I got this one for the cast system. It's called Alpha Dog, and it's from the Laughing Dog Brewing Company. It is an Imperial IPA. They're in ID. Is that Idaho? Idaho. Idaho. Udaho. Udaho. Uh, it's an India Imperial IPA, India Pale Ale, but I don't see... I mean, there's like a story. I'm not going to read that. I already read Brave New World. It's enough stories here today. I don't see a percent alcohol or anything, which could mean it's kind of... Oh, eight and a half. Okay, there it is. And contrary to what you might believe, it is not made with real dog. 
Fantasy destroyed. Oh, fuck. Good try. She spilt on my notes. <laughs> the one time you took notes and you I, ruined them. I took notes because I was preparing for the, what we're going to discuss at the end of this, which... It's 1984. Yeah, totally. I bought this when I was in Delaware the other day. And uh, I went to a place, which is the greatest place on earth. Delaware? They do not sponsor the show, but there's the a state of, of Delaware? stores. No, no. Called Total Wine. Total Wine. Imagine like a Costco or BJ's or Sam's Club, hmm. but they only sell beer, wine, and liquor. That size store. That's enormous. Wow. And like, like a giant warehouse. And you just go with a shopping cart and you giddily walk through the aisles just grabbing things. We spent $800 there. Holy shit. We bought a lot of scotch and wine. But I forgot that you're an adult and that's like not an inconsequential amount of money, but an amount of money you can spend in a store. That's true. <laughs> Fortunately, my wife makes money. Podcasting, so far, not a lot of money. Not yet. But if Total Wine wants to sponsor us, the beer is two full aisles of beer and it's like, it's not like six pack facing individuals. It's one bottle or one can. So there's hundreds and hundreds of beers there. Wow. I was like, I had to go through it several you times. You have to go there every month now. To it, stock was, up. it was crazy. It's like overwhelming. How I far got, is it to drive to Delaware? But it's about two and a half hours. That's not very far. We can do that. To go to Wilmington, which is like the <laughs> shithole of the earth. You've, Wilmington you've is never the, been to Worcester. Wilmington is the Mordor of the Atlantic states. You've never been to Worcester. It was the, I went at 10 a.m. I walked from our hotel to a Walgreens. I am a big man. It was broad daylight. Scariest walk of my life. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, every three steps, like, pat in my pockets to make sure everything was still there. I didn't even see another human. <laughs> and then <laughs> a ghost took it. And then I'd pass by houses, and it was like, that's, that, those people in front, they don't look like they're employed because it's a Friday. I mean, I'm off today. I took off to go with my wife down here. What are they doing? Drinking on the street. Wearing no shirts and their fifty-year-old tattooed fat man. Oh, and now one of those guys just like met someone at a car and handed them something out of his pocket. I need to keep moving. <laughs> this is scary. Delaware fucks. It was intense. And then I got to the Walgreens. I went there to buy a phone charger because I forgot to pack a phone charger. And you know how you go to like Walgreens or CVS or these drugstores? They lock up like the razor blades. This place locked up soap. <laughs> <laughs> soap. <laughs> Moisturizer. You needed to like have someone take it out for you. It was intense. <clears throat> that is a major shoplifting problem. Like when you can't stock soap? I'm surprised. It sounds like people wouldn't even bother stealing soap there. Maybe you could resell it? I don't know. Or maybe they were dirty because they couldn't afford the soap. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> Scariest fucking walk of my life. Can't clean up the streets. I mean, I've walked through, like, to quote, quote the bard Billy Joel, I've walked through Bedford Stuy alone. Not nearly as scary as Wilmington, Delaware at 10 a.m. <laughs> on a Friday morning. <laughs> well, Bedford Stuy today... Well, now I'd be afraid because would, someone would call me I out. I bet you put gluten in your bread. You're not a hipster. <laughs> hey, you have zero tattoos? Get the fuck out. You don't belong here. Where's we don't your want your kind bar? here. <laughs> this beer is okay. Yeah. It smells. Well, what is it? Well, alpha Great. Dog, yeah. It's fine. 8%. 8.5. 8. 8. 8. The, the name IPA. Alpha is a reference to the alpha acids, which are in hops, which are the thing that give the beer the delicious. And also what Aldous Huxley was loving. Alpha? Acids. Oh, uh, Yes. All right, so the whole, the first, it's actually a pretty clever thing Huxley does. It has like a school trip of young kids going through the, the baby factory where they could Which explain. Is a nickname for a uterus usually, but in this case, it's a real baby, baby factory. Baby factory. <laughs> they can explain a ton of this world, which whenever you have a book like this or anything like this where it's you've gotta, dystopian You've got to set future, the ground rules. You, he, I th- he does it pretty well. It's clever. Yeah. And, and he does it pretty thoroughly. There's a rigid caste system. It is determined pre-birth, there is no sexual reproduction anymore. 
But people bang all the time. Well, there's sex, but people, but nobody has children. Everybody's on contraceptives or just flat out sterile. And the government or the world government. Yep. It's a it's world a, controllers. There's ten world controllers, including Mustafa Mond, whose last name is World, and his first name is Mustache. Mustafa is a it means chosen. I happen to know that Mustache is more fun though. in uh, in the Turkish. Uh, some sort of I Arab, th- th- Mustafa is a Arabic? that era of area of the world. It's know, a is Turkish. 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 I don't know, but he's the world controller. He controls one tenth of the world. In this, he, can, he controls the British area, and which says something about Huxley's math that he thinks that's one tenth of the world. It's one tenth of the important world in the thirties. So they have this crazy caste system thing, and the government controls every element of it, and they control who's born, how many are born, and they use all the wonders of science. And they're all twins. They're all like almost clones. Well, they're like like born in batches. Well, they're, they're born like in batches. In ten thousand tuplets. He yeah. says twins, but it's really like eight the, of them. The Processes where you take a womb, oh, I'm not you sorry, take one, one fertilized egg, and yeah. you could divide it into like as many as you want. Everyone is octomommed. Yes, just just a, like a litter of children's, but they're identical. Yeah. This isn't even like weird little clone babies. It's really creepy, probably. But that's because they. But they only do and, that, and they talk about how they wish they could do even more. They want even uh, more. They, they people. keep talking about like how they broke the record from like. Yeah, they got they've seventy gotten, babies out of one uterus. It's like sixteen yeah, thousand out yeah. of one thing. One particularly and they want there sweet to be more uterus because they believe that there's less uh, social uh, conflict. There's less conflict when everyone's the same. Like that's kind of the point. Yeah. Everybody doing it in a particular not, workplace, doing a particular job. That. If they're all these like clones of each other, then they won't have any conflict because they're all, at least according to the book, because they're all kind of the same. And eliminating conflict also a big part of. Everything going on in this in this society. It's all about stability. That's, I was just going to say, there's like a like a mantra, kind of like in 1984, where they have like ignorance is strength or whatever that thing is. They have community, identity, stability. Like that's what the government seeks to maintain. Ironically, like no one has an identity, but there's well, your identity is your caste. True. Not not it's not, a, it's not an individual identity. identity. It's this is what you do a forever. Group identity, right? Uh, but yeah, they want stability because. They think before this time, it comes out later in the book, that's when all the problems came from. Problems came from people having different things, people having different emotions, extreme emotions. If everybody's just on the same page, people are chill. And this, don't forget, this was written only a couple of years after World War I. I mean, World War I, not a couple, but World War I was still very much in people's consciousness in 1931, 32, when he's writing it. You know, it's also in people's consciousness to some degree, eugenics. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. still like a real science at this time. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, eugenics is the science total horseshit science of race where you can like measure the width of someone's nostrils and shit like that to determine their... It's, it's basically saying white people are smarter yeah. and better. It's a weird scientific justification for racism. It's a justification for... I mean, I refuse to believe... Or like breeding, like people come, like this person is black, therefore he will be good at sports, but he's dumb. This is before we even let them play sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't believe that every eugenicist was a flat-out racist. I don't think that's true. I think some were just I, I, bad by, scientists. By people's standards today, it was racist, but back then it was science. I mean, back then it was well accepted oh, that race was that each group of people was a very distinct race and that they were very genetically different. So the main characters are like, I guess they're kind of, I mean, I don't remember now. Are they there from the very beginning or they don't even really matter for the, the main, first couple the main chapters. guy, yeah. Bernard, Bernard Marx, Marx, yeah, which is ironic. Well, appropriate. a lot of, a lot of those guys have like a uh, communist referencing names. Yeah. Cause the girl was Lenina, right? Yeah. Lenin, but the girl version oh, and a yeah. first name. 
And the other guy was Trotsky, wasn't he? Or was, something. There's Henry Foster, which is Henry from Ford. Well, they name they they call him that because Ford is God to these people. He's like a legendary godlike man because he invented the assembly line. Well, that's they they wor- they worship him. They make the sign of the T for the Model T, and they count their years. Well, the best car ever made from AF, the introduction of the that AF the year. It's like the year six something AF. That's years after the Model T was introduced. After Ford, yep. And uh, another guy's Helmholtz. I don't know. I mean, actually, I have a book by Heinrich Helmholtz on the sensations of tone, which is about some you know nineteen century German guy. Right a different guy. So I don't know who Helmholtz <laughs> refers to. I just when I was reading, I was like, look yeah, at my bookshelf. I was like, whoa, that's a crazy random thing. And then there's um, I mean, those are the only names I, could, I have written down because I had to write. They're confusing me. And then there's John. We'll get to later. Well, the okay. Savage. He's different. Yes, he has the most different name, John. <laughs> Let's give him a distinct name. So in the society, it is super technologically advanced to the point where they actually have to suppress the technology because mm. it's too advanced. That comes out later, yeah. Because too many innovations, so major innovations could lead to conflict and instability. So the science is, in fact, repressed, as you find out later. I think we should just... So here, I'll have this open this one. So one thing that the people do all the time in this purely hedonistic society is... That's why you picked that beer. I I wasn't sure. Now you know. What is it? So I picked this beer. It's called Pearl Necklace. I was wondering about that one. I was wondering because we've done every other Flying Dog beer when we would get around to doing this one. And you did it. It's called Pearl Necklace, (laughs) which if you don't know what a Pearl Necklace is, just Google it. And the people bang all the time. They just have fucking... There's no marriage or monogamy... It, and it's, and they tell no the kids about it, and they're like disgusted by the idea because everyone's just fucking everyone. They encourage orgies all the time. Like the thought of a mother and a father is like revolting. Yeah, to parents them. don't exist. They're like people used to get married and stay with one person forever and have a kid, and then people are like that's fucking vile. Oh. What monsters? Well, that is why I picked pearl necklace <laughs> because they like to ejaculate on each other's faces. Well, it's on chest. on your face. On your chest. Yeah. You can put the necklace on your face. Do you ever see half baked? Yes. There's that, the one joke I did I get when I first saw it, and it's like a 12-year-old, when they're not spending, they're supposed to be saving their money to get their friend out of jail, and the guy's like, hey, like they all spent a bunch of money, and then Deja was like, I told you not to spend any money, and then the guy's like, wait, but you told me you gave Mary Jane a pearl necklace, how much did that cost? (laughs) You clearly didn't get the point of that story, (laughs) which I did not get, I just thought, I don't know. You've really never seen Happy? I've not seen the movie. It's worth seeing, it's worth seeing, it's worth an hour and a half of your life. It's very funny. But that line I did not get as a kid. And then when I watched it again in like high school, I was like, oh, man, that's hysterical. So a million dollars, if you don't already know, if you know it, then it doesn't count. If you could tell me what the secret ingredient in this beer is. Abalone. I saw what it is on the thing. Abalone? 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 Like a bologna? I was like one bologna? One singular bologna? I was like a bologna. What's abalone? Is it pronounced abalone? I don't know. I think it's, it's pronounced abalone. Ins- it's the inside of the, uh, the oyster. Shell. Oyster. No. Stuff that makes pearls or whatever. This is brewed with oysters. It is. Yeah. Okay, I was pretty close then. Well, then you don't get a million dollars. It is brewed with actual oysters. I don't taste any oysters. That's an actual style of beer. What? From like a style? New England or wherever they have those bays filled with oysters. Like clam bakers. Right? Where's Flying Flying Dog from? Chesapeake Bay. Where's that? Maryland. And Delaware, right? Yeah, I mean, the bay is the Chesapeake River, kind of like Maryland, D.C., Virginia. Oh, okay. More south of Virginia. Okay, I see. Isn't that where uh, yeah, yeah, Maryland? Maryland, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm sure I yeah. am. So Maryland, this is made with that actual oysters. Tastes like a liquid po' boy. 
It just tastes like a not stout. Quite. Yeah. yeah, I don't taste any oysters in this. Which I'm kind of glad about. Yeah, it'd be really awesome. I mean, like, I'll have a nice fried oyster sandwich occasionally, but like, I don't want a beer that tastes like a bunch of oysters. Fried oysters? Um, I can pretend a little chicken nuggets. Horseradish sauce to go with it. I don't know. Horseradish is the fucking tits. I love horseradish. It's made with real horse. It's really hard to get the horse to fuck the radish, though. <laughs> so I picked this because the people just bang all the time. And they're like, oh, you should have her if you haven't yet. She's yeah. pneumatic. Every, everyone is just like, I fuck this chick. You should fuck her, too. We're like, yeah, I probably will. And the chicks are like, yeah, fuck this dude. He was nice. And the other one was like, no, his, he kind of sucked. <laughs> and that's all it is. They just, it's pure hedonism. The whole society is built around people indulging every one of their physical to desires. To keep them complacent. And then, so not only that, everybody takes a drug. And it's designed specifically just to make you feel better. Or not to feel anger, not to feel anxious, not to feel upset about anything. You just take it and you just kind of feel nice. It's called beer. Oh, no, it's not beer. Sorry. Well, that's our version. <laughs> we haven't invented yet. We're still, you know, only in the year 102 AF. AF, yeah. <laughs> their, beer, their drug is Soma. As in, Soma. like, somatic. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Which makes sense. It just kind of, like, puts you into, like, a complacent state. It's kind of like ecstasy acid. Like, if you take a little bit, you just feel real good. If you take a lot, you go to sleep for nine hours or 24 hours and have crazy dreams and you feel real good. The feeling real good is important because that's what, again, it is, yeah. everybody... It's like they have a bunch of mantras they repeat like, oh, you're upset, drug yourself. A gram a nine... Oh, wait. What is a it? A gram, gram a time saves nine? Yeah. Or like a, a gram a day keeps sadness at bay. I made that one up. But it's the same, it's the same shit. It's like if you just drug yourself every day with ecstasy, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Now, isn't it clear in the book, like, is there aging and death? I mean, there is death. There is, the there's no, they've, they've, no solved, aging. they've solved the um, problem of like your body breaking down and looking old because that's going to like, come up. They have like, longevity treatments where you stay young until by 60 and then they kill you. Right. You just get euthanized. And, uh, like a, the, it's like the giver. Yeah. Basically, it's like the yeah, We'll talk about influences. The giver is like this. Or we'll yeah. talk about influences later. But we, when, we, when we get to the, the, the John's mother, yeah. Yeah, everyone yeah. is. We'll, we'll get to that. So um, Bernard is kind of the main character and he's different. He's an alpha, but alphas are different from everybody else because they're like independently raised. They don't have twins. They're kind of they're the they do their own people thing. In society that the, except the, the Bernard, tallest. who's like a dwarf. He's not a dwarf. He's like you know, like you know. He's a couple inches shorter, but it's he's, noticeable. He's a little dude, which tells you something, by the way, how their society is able to. It's like six hundred years now, and they still fuck that up. Like, how are they producing that? That seems like an oversight. Yeah. Well, they said they said like something went wrong. In his well, that's the process. that's the rumor is that somebody slipped alcohol into his. Uh, so he's like smart, but he's short. So but you know he's fucked up, and he might as well kill him. As opposed to his buddy Helmholtz, who's like the Mister Perfect. He's like the. Uh, he's had Swayze. so many women. He said like six hundred women in like At a once. week in and around his dick. It's been sw- he had them in his dick. Yeah, <laughs> that's how big it is. <laughs> it's like the Holland Tunnel. Jesus, you could dock with anyone. It's like a sandworm. <laughs> Just engulfs them. I think you're thinking of the uh, science fiction parody of Dune, Poon. <laughs> Can't think of any other words from Dune right now to make yeah, fun of it. too much. I know you got one, Nate. One. Quasisatch Hadrach. Oh, good. But how do you... Commoner Snatch Hadrach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Commoner Snatch Hadrach. Hard as a rock. Hard as a rock. <laughs> Maud D's nuts. <laughs> oh, boy. But Heimholtz fucks everyone, and he's so, he's so depressed... Because he's just like, I'm bored about fucking everyone. It's just so easy. I want to write things. Because his job is he writes the um, dialogue for the sleep the learning. The feelies. I thought he wrote for the sleep learning. I thought crap. it was the feelies. Oh, maybe I'm getting confused. The yeah, feel- because they, they see the feelies. They're like, oh, yeah, I wrote that. And the helicopter oh, chase yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah. But he can't write 
impressive dialogue because no one feels anything. So a feely is like a five-dimensional movie. It's like 4D now. Where you could smell and feel yeah. as po- in addition to watching yeah. the crap on the film. And those are the feelies, which is funny, actually. Since this book came out in 1932, not terribly long after Talkies came out, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense. Feel- all, all of his like uh, leaps in technology are kind of funny. Well, that's every sci-fi I mean, book. Yeah, no, certainly. I get why they have this, it, but they, this they're, one, they're though, kind of funny. This one, though, is, is a little bit kind of like a silly book. I mean, there's a silly and like wistful tone to the whole thing. Instead of like serious sci-fi where they're trying to make it sound believable, this isn't quite doing that. It's, it's, it's meant to be more of like satire science fiction, if you know what According I mean. According to Wikipedia, which is never wrong, Huxley wrote this kind of making fun of H.G. Wells. I believe that. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of making fun of that. Like Whenever they go to a concert and they listen to the super cello. Like all the future instruments are just mega trumpet, <laughs> and the uh, the uh, was the scent organ where it plays notes and you can smell the whole concert. <laughs> mm, it smells like B flat. Yeah. <laughs> it's super weird. It smells like Bobby. a G major scale. Yeah. yeah, it's very odd, but kind of fun. Just like some cheeses, this smells sharp. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Jesus Christ! So this is the world, and Bernard Marx. He sees himself as an individual, even though society has made every move to make you not see yourself as an individual. I mean, your individual physical interests of like cornholing somebody around you, that, that's fair. But don't have distinct opinions. Right? Like your job is to do your job, and then the rest of the day is to fuck Just and out. listen to the scent organ. <laughs> and if you play your cards right, you could listen to the scent organ while you fuck. <laughs> the scent organ's inside of me. <laughs> but Bernard is like, I'm different. And he has his girlfriend, Lenina. She's not even his girlfriend. It's just a lady he's trying to bang. But he's like a little weirdo. She's like, I don't want to bang this little weirdo. And he's like, but, and so, as part of his pursuit, he, he says, he's like, why don't I take you to the reservation? Like, that, that's just like a trip we can do. And Lenina, who, you know, is like, uh, okay, whatever. Let's go. She's a beta. So she's mm-hmm. like, independent somewhat, but not as, she's not a, she's not a boss. She works in the baby factory, right? I remember they uh, they did a thing where she was like daydreaming, and she can't remember if she gave someone a like one of the fetuses like a like a diphtheria vaccination. She's like, "Well, it's better to not do it than do it twice." And it's like, and then thirty years later, the first case of whooping cough happened, and he died. <laughs> <laughs> yep, which tells you something about the efficiency of their system, since that could have been done by a computer very easily. <laughs> well, they'd given these jobs to keep them busy. He clearly didn't uh, envision computers. That's for sure. Yeah, there's, just, no, there's no real computers in this at all. Figure out that that was going to be. And a then thing. there's a steam-powered engine that makes a them steam, not have a children. A steam copter. That's right. He has like a helicopter. Yeah, they have helicopters one. all yeah. over the place. It's just how you what get around. The, I don't know when the helicopter was invented, but I feel like it wasn't not around the 30s. in the 30s. Uh, the first like working helicopters were like like actually good enough helicopters to use for shit was was World War II. They probably really? they were. Yep, they probably World had like the idea of them. The very oh. early, the very earliest ones were like only getting being put in production at the very end of the war, so they weren't really used for anything important. Wow. But they were they were being developed. So when he, in 1934, you know, there was probably some research being done. Not to be confused with the thing that Da Vinci sketched in his notebook that looks kind of like a helicopter. This is like a windmill chair. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah totally. He invented the helicopter. No, he didn't. No, he he didn't. drew a chair with a fucking windmill on it. Yeah, that's not how inventing works. <laughs> like, I'm going to say, I have an idea for something and therefore i invented it that's not you have to actually do it do you know uh, actually one of the things that was popularized in this book or kind of first really mentioned in this book was the idea of like sleep learning mm. oh that you like books tape. on tape like the dexter's laboratory so in 1920 i actually looked this up was like when did that stupid idea come out 
1927, some guy patented a thing to do that. But actually, and this is where it gets like, crazy, in 1911, Hugo Gernsback, for whom the Hugo is named, he wrote a short story that has sleep learning in it. <laughs> and Hugo Gernsback would actually campaign later in his life, like, hey, patents should be allowed to be given to people, even if they didn't actually design the thing, but just because they came up with the idea. Because science fiction writers were doing that so often. Like, so he wanted a patent. It's like, I invented a machine. In my story, there's a machine where you could fly through the air and it sucks your dick. Like, <laughs> if anyone ever makes <laughs> it, I get part of that money. Jet blue and balls. I get the first one to suck my dick. So Hugo Gernsback actually kind of tried that bullshit. But he also relates to this story. I just happened to be reading that in my exhaustive reading of Wikipedia today. <laughs> but yeah, he's the guy for whom the Hugo was named. Okay. He wrote like one story and it's not very good apparently. But they named an award after him? Well, he was a publisher. Oh. Uh, he ran uh, a bunch of magazines and shit. You know, so he weird did, tales. He got, got it out there. Yeah. He write it himself. Let's do this one. Jimmy, you brought this. It's called Glorious. By the Lord Hobo Brewing Company. Made by real hobos. <laughs> Seasonal workers. Made with real hobos, too. It's a Galaxy Pale Ale. Galaxy Pale Ale, not Galaxy IPA. Six and a half percent. Interesting, because Galaxy is one of the more expensive hop types. But it is a really like juicy flavor kind of one. At least in my experience, so we'll see. And you picked it because it's made with bums? There are bums in this book? It's because life is glorious, because all people do all day is fuck each other and do drugs. It sounds pretty It sounds like Coachella. <laughs> it's Coachella. <laughs> but this is, this is a lovely drink. It, it is quite juicy. It really is. I guess that is, if there's any hop that we could pretend we know the taste of at this point, it's probably Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I a lot of those. It's the juice one. OJ. It's the juice. Oh, OJ's the juice. <laughs> That's the hop that's so good, it'll cut your wife's head off. <laughs> cut your own wife's head off. This is delicious. Yeah. I, I don't know it. why they don't call this an IPA. It's not, I mean, I mean, because IPA has connotations of being maybe bitter. But this is hoppy as fuck. It's not hoppy. I mean, it's, maybe it's galaxy hoppy as fuck, but I guess the classifications are you know, breaking down, certainly. But if, sure. if, if you see IPA on a list, you have some sort of prejudice about what that would mean. And this is not that. Fair. So so they say pale ale because it doesn't have to be an India pale ale. It's still a pale ale. It does have a bit of a different flavor than a than an IPA. Well, there's not a lot of bitterness. It's really just the hop flavor. There's yeah. not even like a background bitterness. Just like the, what, the dry hopping is when it's not bitter. Or if it's a very late addition to the boil. So if you put it the later in the boil or post-boil, it's, it's all about... It's just flavor and not... Life is glorious for the, most people, except Bernard I mean, it's, and It's Helmholtz. glorious in the sense that they're complacent and entertained it's not what we it's it's i mean i'm sure we'll get to this later but it's not what we would consider glorious because choice is an illusion at best and people don't even want you because they've been stunted at birth to be functionally unfunctional oh that's deep so okay but here's like where the whole world gets turned upside down or more like reveals that the thing that's going to reveal how just how crazy the world is so okay bernard and Lenina decide to go to a reservation. Because he's trying real hard to fuck her. Yeah, she does trying, not want to because he's a little weirdo. He's, he's trying to impress her, so they go to the reservation. Where's the reservation? It's in America. It's though. in like Utah it's or in, Arizona or something? <laughs> Southwest somewhere. In the Southwest, desert. sorry, yeah. You know, when it's, anyway, on this reservation, this is what's so crazy about, too. This is why the reservation is so crazy. On the reservation, people are born the natural way. They have mothers, they have fathers, they have families, and that's the way they're raised. And they're not... You know, conditioned and bred to be specific things. And they're allowed to get old and to get fat and to lose teeth and all that kind of shit. And it's almost like, it's almost like a zoo. 
Well, more like what I mean is people, the, the, the regular people go visit it like we would go visit the zoo. Totally. Like just Disney's to see Animal just, Kingdom. Yeah, exactly. But it's people. And while they're at the reservation, they get like dropped off and they're like stuck there for a while. They like, get like that? dropped off and they're like, you know, supposed to like camp out and slum it, yeah. you know, in like a luxury hotel kind of thing. But they're like, oh, go out into the wilderness of the desert of the reservation. It's like Westworld, but with poor people. Yes. And they're not robots. Very poor people. They're very poor. <laughs> And they there they meet a woman like themselves, who she got abandoned there. She got abandoned. She got there. brought right there by Bernard's boss. Yeah, yeah. The, the, he, he dropped them off there. He, he was trying to bang her, and he's like, "This lady sucks," and he just left her there. But he told her she got lost decades. in a storm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that storm was a bitch. He just left her there like twenty years before. Right. Cock blocking storm. Like twenty twenty five years before, and while she was there, she, she banged actually everyone. got pregnant. Well, well, she, she was, was already she pregnant. She was already pregnant. And he had banged it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He hit it, and then he quit it. That is the order of operations. And he left her in another continent. <laughs> and a reservation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a new level. It's he a had new level. no reservations about hitting and quitting. So they find this woman. I forgot her name. Someone L as well. Something right? else was L. Linda? I think it was just like, yeah, Linda. 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 And she's an old, fat, toothless wench. Yeah. She got fat, which they've never really seen before. Like, why is she like that? Because she, she lives in the southwest of the United States, and she's the future of 1932, she just eats Dairy Queen. <laughs> and she's just like, Mar. and then they're like, what happened to you? And they also like, have Applebee's. Applebee's is pretty legit, man. I'm not going to shit on Applebee's. No, it's fine, but it's, you go there every day. It's going to be bad. And she's just on a steady diet of Twinkies, <laughs> and she has no teeth, and she's a pig woman. And people are just repulsed. They're but just every, like, everyone in the village is still trying to hit that. <laughs> One guy's like, whoa, actually, it's kind of nice. And then everyone else is like, Gross. No, but everybody's repulsed, including the characters we care about, Bernard and Because Molina. they've never seen a fat person before. They're like, mm-hmm. gross, what the fuck is wrong with her? She's fat and old. Little did Huxley know, in the future, if you went to America, you'd see a lot of them. Yeah. So they find out that she has a child that was born by um, the boss's name. I forget his name, but he was a dick. He was a dick. Mustafa? No, 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 no Mustafa's no. the world controller, but he's got like an intermediary guy who's just a kind of a smarmy, smarmy douche. And his name is, creatively enough, John. <laughs> John the Half-Savage. John the half savage. Well, he's a full savage, but he's half. But he really so he was the, raised a savage, but he's a he's a new world person. But here's the whole here's the the like subtext kind of thing or whatever like ELA class kind of thing. Bernard is part of the new world and wants to be an individual. John is an individual and wants to be part of the new world. That's important to him. He wants to he be. He wants there. to go he's back and see the, the world. His well, it's because, also because everyone shits on him in the in the reservation because he's white and his mom's a whore and his mom's a whore. Yeah, so because his, his mom puts out because she was raised in this in the society where you just fuck everybody all the time and, and it's fine topia. and it's weird to have just one partner. So she like fucks all the village dudes and they like uh, cheat on their wives and shit with the fuck lady. So he's all fucked up. So anyway, John, who is referred to most of the time as just the savage. Just in most yeah. of the book. You just they all, the they all call him the savage the whole time. He is like the one person on the reservation who actually has some education, and he loves Shakespeare. Which has been outlawed in the main, the, the new world. Most literature has, because it encourages anything, anything independent thinking. after like AF100 or something like that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So like anything... No, anything before. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Anything that's like been published before like the year, let's say 2000, is not allowed. So that means the entire book's All the classics, yep. And the Bible. And the Da Vinci Code. What? <laughs> Fuck. It was the 90s, right? Yeah, yeah, it was the 90s. Very yeah. late 90s. But he knows Shakespeare, Bible, you know, chapter and verse. Yep, that's why he says all the time, oh, brave new world, when he, when he sees stuff, which is a quote from The Tempest. With such people in it, 
Right? Isn't that the quote goes? Oh, Brave New World with such people in it? Isn't that the quote? Maybe like that. That's, I think it's definitely similar. If, if it's not like that, that, it's similar. It's got something in it. So, just a connection. In The Tempest, Ariel, who's the daughter, she's been raised on the island and she's never met other people. She, so, she, she is kind of like the savage in that she doesn't know what the world is like and she's always, you know, wondering about it. So, she is actually the, so that is another connection to The Tempest in this book. That's deep. Why don't we have another beer? Sounds great. Yep, definitely that one. Is Let's this do the, it. Is this sort of the right thing? What does this have to do with anything? Did, did uh, we do that sticky, for sticky toffee pudding. episode? It's called Sticky Toffee Pudding Ale, and it's because that's British as fuck, and this book takes place in England. <laughs> it's a 5% alcohol ale with natural flavor and caramel color added by Wells Brewer since 1876. It smells so sweet. Oh, my God. It smells like candy. Diabetes, the ale. This, this is diabetes, the ale. So would you say it's an ailment? I'd say it's a sticky situation. <laughs> Are you going to be putting it into you? It's going to be putting out of me real soon. <laughs> that is overwhelmingly sweet. It, but it's somehow kind of watery it does, still. It, yeah, it's like watery and sweet. But it, do, it does taste like a sticky toffee pudding, but more watery. Tastes a little bit like cream soda to me. I definitely get that. Definitely cream soda. I mean, a little bit of the beer flavor too, but still it's kind of like if cream soda was a beer. Uh, so what happens next in the book is that uh, Bernard and Lenina take John. John the Savage and Linda back to civilization. And Bernard thinks he's going to be like the hot shit because he found this savage. And he acts like... And, and he's really going to stick it to his boss because he found the woman he tried to get rid of. Like his boss stuck it to Linda. Exactly. And because he finds out right when they get there to the, to the reservation, that the boss is going to exile him to Iceland. Oh, yeah. It's like, fuck you, Bernard, son. You're so going they to- explain all that later, though. Well, at the very end, Mustafa Man does it. But at the time, it's a punishment. You know, going to get an exiled. And that's it's still, not cool. It's still a punishment to be exiled to Iceland, either way. I've never been. Have you been to Iceland? No. I imagine it'd be fine for a little while, but forever? No. I mean, it's cool if you speak Iceland. They, has a coven, they have a cousin fucking app. Well, because everybody's related, yeah. Yeah, they're all related. You, gotta, you have an app. So if you're trying to fuck someone, you have to check how close cousins you are. So you don't make some inbred babies. Because it's like only six, hilarious. 16 families or something like that yeah, settled it's, Iceland it's a thousand very, years ago. It's very insulated from genetic diversity. <laughs> Cousin Fucker Island. Hot. <laughs> this fall on ABC. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he goes, they go back to, to England, I guess. And mm-hmm. Bernard's like, I got, my, I got my savage here. Does he look familiar? How about his fat mom? <laughs> <laughs> and the boss is like, oh, no. Oh, dear. And he runs away. He so literally British. runs Still away. so British. I spilled my tea. And he just runs away. And everyone's like, ah, oh, you're a bitch. Which and is not untrue. Everyone is so fascinated with the savage. And then there's like another part. There's a part where they're like still in the hospital. This is before they go and talk to the world controller dude. But they're like still in the, hospital. in the hospital. Because Linda is, uh, she's, she's missed drugs so much. She just fucking rugs herself out with the Soma. Like over the top. So much constantly. Soma. And then and she then dies. She, she's, you know, I mean, they're bred to, like, die by a certain age. But she dies pretty, she's in her 40s. She dies, like, instantly. Well, mm-hmm. she's, like, ODs. And everyone's like, whatever, death doesn't matter. And John is like, no, it's my mom, I care so much. And, and then they have the kids running around in the death factory. He's like, <laughs> look at death, it means nothing, ha, 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 ha. And he punches, he punches a child in the face or something. Yeah, he does. And they're like, don't do that, you're messing with their conditioning. He's like, more like, conditioning. And he punches that kid in the face. Yeah, that kid is a dick, though. And then they're like, don't do that again. I know you're the savage and all, but be good. And he's like, mm, yeah. And then a minute later, he just shoves a kid onto the floor and runs away. He, he, they cause a riot. The little shitty kids? No, no, no. Everyone causes a the riot there. Like, he starts freaking out and, like, throwing things and shit. And then uh, 
Bernard and Heimholtz, the most beautiful man in the world, like show up to try and like get him out of there. And then they have the riot cops show up because everybody just gets into the riot and they start tear gassing everyone. Or they, not tear gassing, but like uh, soma gassing everyone mm-hmm. and having the, uh, oh, the yeah, speaker box person saying, like, hey, everyone, That's why are you so us. upset? Please, let's just everyone have a good time and calm down. Why can't we all just get along? And they start just like ecstasy gassing everyone. And then the Deltas, four minutes later, are just weepingly hugging each other like it's New Year's Eve. And then they're like, oh, I love you. Well, ecstasy gas is a hell of a thing. I believe so. Um, anyway, so by the time his mom dies, the savage is quickly starting to realize that this brave new world really sucks. It's not and all it's cracked up to be. And so he tries to... Well, no, evil twin. <laughs> and then he, he really... Nope. So, in, and he... Um, oh, anyway, this beer time. is for him because this beer is called... I must find a truth that is true for me, which is like kind of like what the savage is trying to do. He's trying to... He's going to find his truth? Yeah. He's trying to exactly. go his own way. Because he's about to go talk to the world controller who's about to explain what's really going on. Can I say how much I hate that phrase, my truth, or your truth, or their truth? Isn't there just one objective truth? There are alternative facts. There should be, yes. I understand that. <laughs> I understand what you're going to. But like, isn't there an objective truth? There are for, yeah. I mean, oh, I, I agree. When people, say my, when people say my truth, I, I mean... They don't really mean about facts. They mean, like, the thing that's important to me. Yeah, yeah, it's not actual, like... I mean, it's, it's true that it's true that they enjoy it. Well, you hear it often in terms of the conversation about, like, trans people, and they're like, I had to live my truth that I'm a man or that I'm a woman, which, meh, fine, I'll I mean, give you that's, that. But that's actually yeah. only a small number of people in the world. Like, you hear the phrase a lot more often than that. This is more like the, uh, the Lululemon truth. Who? What? You know, huh? like yoga pants are like... Like, uh, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? Um, it's like inspirational quotes on the internet. That's, you know, the level of my truth. Like, oh, I just, you know, trying to do me, but whatever. And like pictures of sunsets and flowers. This is my truth. Are you, are you suggesting that it's horseshit? People saying my truth is what? Like that puppies are great or something. Well, and people are like, I had to live my truth. I mean, I... Because that's the only time I ever hear it. It's like, I had to live my truth. Like, most people living their truth means that they're like, I had to admit I'm an atheist or I don't like to vote Democrat or I, mean, it's I like, it's like a, don't want to live with my, or my dad's an asshole. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's usually not. I guess it would be like, I, I hate what I'm doing. Everything sucks. I've got to do something different because this is not what I want it to be. So is my truth, true? It's not, it's not literally truth. It's just like, this is what I want to do. It's more like you have to not deny the thing you've been denying, it sounds like. Yeah. It's not, it's not so much like objective truth. It just sounds cooler than I have to live the way I want to live because it's more words and it's hard to print that out. I will say that sounds awfully 1984-ish in its abusive language. Sure. Yeah. So what do you think of this beer? It smells... Um, it, it's good. It smells, it smells... It is fucking It smells like delicious. sweet milk. <laughs> not like sweet, sweet milk, but like literally sweet milk. I don't... I mean, I'm getting mar- a little bit of pineapple among other things. I get, I get that. I, I could see the milk if they said there's lactose, I believe them. The smell. Like I've a never sweet, smelled like a sweet, sweet milk. It's like sweet cream, kind of. I get a lot of the fruity smells. It's, this is one of the best smelling things I've ever smelt. Not just beer, but ever smelt. Of anything. Of anything. Fuck you, potpourri. If potpourri smelled like this, I would fucking put that all over my house. Nate, like a bath and body works. You were recently at Rome. At the Vatican, do they have potpourri? Because that's a missed opportunity if they don't. I didn't see any, no. But they this, really need it. This smells and tastes phenomenally good. It tastes it tastes pretty good. It's not the best tasting I ever had, but um, the smell is it's otherworldly. It's otherworldly. I assume there's nothing. Like, Evil twin. What the usually, fuck is it? It's it's it an IPA. Says, 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 there's nothing else on. It says erasing or wine number twenty one or something like that. What the fuck does that even mean? Well, Evil Twin does a ton of one off beers, so maybe erasing or wine is a series. So this is like they just no, you want more. I also want more. Actually, I was just putting my glass oh, down. Okay. Give me more, and I'll look at more. So the savage. 
goes through. I mean, some other stuff happens, but he goes to talk to the world controller because he's he just also, so he falls upset. in love with Lenina. She also wants his savage yeah. beard. But, <laughs> yeah. he, but they, but he calls. They don't her. know what love is. Yeah, they don't even want to know. I what want love you to is. show me. <laughs> they don't want anyone to show them. You know that song? Barry? I, I is know. It, is that yes, Ario Speedwagon? Who does that song? song? I have no idea. Who that no, isn't it like White Snake? It's not White Snake. Something. It's or something, it something of that caliber. It's not Meatloaf. <laughs> no, I know. No, I, I know, know. Meatloaf. I love Meatloaf. <laughs> it's delicious. The man and the food. I want to know what love is. I, my guess. Oh. All right, you want to take any other guesses? Is it an '80s hair metal band? Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's Poison. I'll give you a clue. Trump doesn't like them. Mexicans. Football players. Foreigners. Foreigners. <laughs> 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 that's foreigner really okay foreigner yeah I saw foreigner in concert about a decade ago and even then it was like that's half the band half those guys are dead now it was bitching you ever <laughs> see that um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force you watch that show yeah back in the day when Carl has the foreigner belt no I haven't seen that he has a belt that just plays like samples of foreigner songs and the <laughs> one is like double vision and then he plays it and people are like blinded <laughs> that show is the Ulysses of our time that show's intense. It's just, just a series of Nate non sequiturs. so not sure what we're talking about. I know what the show is, but I never really watched it. It is a fever dream, stream of consciousness, acid trip of a show. It's it makes fantastic. no sense. So Aldous Huxley would have liked it? He would have loved, loved, loved it. I don't do any drugs. I mean, beer counts as a drug, sure. Alcohol, whatever. That show is drugs. I don't do any drugs. I love that show. It's fantastic. Many years ago, Jimmy into the future. Of drugs. I don't that show. do lots of drugs. I have done a lot of drugs. I have tried a lot of drugs once. Some twice. <laughs> some in a, few, some in a, a sitting. Some a few times. But I haven't done any in years. Except weed. All right. Sure. Yeah. It's hard to get the other ones. It's hard to get the ones I want to do. Can't go cheat. Remember that South Park where they're like sniffing cat piss? What was it? Oh, yeah. Cheesing? Yeah. Cheesing. I've never done that. But it, it apparently is a real thing. It's like the... Uh, <laughs> The pheromones, <laughs> the pheromones, and the cat piss. Pe- people trip. It's like a trip from the uh, fucking. Yeah, I don't oh think it, I don't think it's like laying the cat shit in your face, but it's like a real thing. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I've heard that. Who thought of that? Like, Who dude, was like, let me that cat that piss, dude? <laughs> let dr- me give that a try. Drug people are another level of ingenuity. It's like it's a very select ingenuity, but they will find a way to ingest things that will make you trip. They will do it if it exists. They will have tried it. And they will let people know. I'm I'm jealous of their of their. It's like Stoner MacGyver. <laughs> it's nuts. Just give me a cat, some stirrups, and a funnel, and I'll get high. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really true. <laughs> all right. Well, the people in this society get high all the goddamn time, and because the, it's distributed by the government. But John is not interested in doing any soma, nor is he interested no. in fucking pork and lanina. <clears throat> no matter. He calls her an impudent strumpet because she fucks over and everyone over and over again. Because he's fucking Shakespearean as Dirk. He just randomly quotes Shakespeare all the time. He's like a fucking third it's year because it's all major. It's like all he had to read for decades by himself, where everyone threw rocks at him because his mom was a whore. Totally natural. Yeah. Right? yeah. As you do. As, just like James Brown. Who were the real savages? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, people, the people that did that were also savages, so they, they were. It's a continuum of savageness. So, okay, uh, John goes where, where to would you say? To, sorry, but... Where would you say on the spectrum is Macho Man Randy Savage? <laughs> <laughs> Only Nate can answer this for us. <laughs> on the spectrum, where would you put the Macho Man Randy Savage? <laughs> Wait, spectrum of what? Of Savage. <laughs> oh, how Savage? How Savage is Macho Man? On a scale of not at all Savage to 
totally savage. Oh, yeah. Totally yeah. savage. <laughs> I think he's all the way. He's the ten. He's still cultured, but he's still savage. Well, Maybe he's the midpoint. It's like a matrix. He's like, the like joining. Different, different axes. It's, it's more of a, like a five-point thing where it's like, where do you rate on the scale of things? He's not, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a linear plot of savagery. <laughs> I don't know shit about math. Wait, you guys want me to actually answer this? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'd like to know your opinion. I want to hear your thoughts. I have no opinion because wrestling is stupid. I was really hoping wrestling is stupid, but you were going to break but, the table. Because like, this is a double <laughs> question. Because <laughs> I smash. Powerbomb of truth. <laughs> Box and whisker plot your mom. So I was hoping what's going to happen. Disappointed Nate. <laughs> Do you know like 25% of the people that follow us are other podcasts that are wrestling podcasts? 25%? I might be exaggerating a little bit, but a lot. There are 200 wrestling podcasts. Yeah. Jesus, why? That I've bothered to follow, and they follow us back. Why are there so many? Dude, wrestling is a crazy world. We I mean, I know that, but why are there so many people that talk about it? Because think about it. There's wrestling events like three nights a week. Yeah, I guess. It's Plus like the local shit. It's like Macho Days of Our Lives. <laughs> yes, it's just a continuing plot. It just keeps going. It doesn't make any sense. But As cares? the ring turns, if you get injured in the ring, you know where you end up. The general hospital. The general hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with the adult film version, genital hospital. <laughs> Doctor Dick Inspector. <laughs> That's his name. Not his job. <laughs> He's an OBGYN. It's very confusing. He's gonna O in your GBYN. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We do, actually. After we finish talking about the book, so... All right, let's just finish the book. Okay, so finish the plot. They get back to the fucking England place, and Jonathan Savage is like, this is terrible. You guys live like assholes. You have the impulse control of infants, and everybody's a dick. And then they're like, no. And then he's like, yeah. (laughs) No, you. And then, nuh-uh, I'm rubber in your glue. And then after a while, um, the fucking director douchebag... No, Mustafa Mond, world controller, world controller is like, all right, Bernard and Helmholtz, you're getting exiled. And they're like, meh, because Bernard's been a cunt to this whole time and has been going around to be like, hey, I know the savage. Want to come hang out with the savage? He's using the savage to get his dick wet. And, and it works. And it does a little bit like, hey, want to come to my apartment, suck my dick, and then see the savage? And then people are like, meh, 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 meh. and then they do. <laughs> so he does that. <laughs> And then the savage just sulks in his room like he's a fucking emo teenager in 2004. And then they get expelled. But Mustafa Man is like, but wait, it isn't a punishment. I've got to explain everything to you before you go. This is a reward. Because you guys are weird individuals and you don't fit into our society. You're going to go into the island full of just weird individuals. Everybody gets to be themselves there. But Bernard is so like, I don't want to do that. I want to fuck hot chicks, but also be weird. And they're like, no, nah, you can't both do it. One or the other, Marks. And then Helmholtz is like, that sounds great. I'll go write some poems and shit. But when I, once I learn what real emotion is, because he didn't know. Because no one had it. And then John the Savage has a long conversation with Mustafa Mond where he, explain, he breaks everything down that you kind of already figured out, which this is one of the major parallels with 1984, by the way. Yeah, the, the, it unfolds the exact same way. And somebody lays it all out, and then they're like, but I don't like that. And then they run away. Just like in 1984. And then John goes to live. He's like, I, I'll do what makes sense. I'll live in a lighthouse. By myself in the countryside. Hopefully on the coast. And he, he sits there and he whips himself all day. Because he's in the Opus Day. Yeah. Well, that was, you know, when they went to the Savage thing, they were like symbols. There was like a, a Jesus on a cross and an eagle and they whipped themselves. Like those are the weird symbols that they Same. saw. So they're like, 
crazy Catholic autoflagellates these the savages. Who doesn't well, the savage goes on and on about how, you know, not only have you lost your, you know, free will and all this stuff, you've also, you've forgotten science, you've forgotten literature. That's actually why I bought that beer. And you've forgotten God. And he goes on and on. But you've forgotten God. Because they didn't allow it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's because like, all- but God is a bunch of hooey. God, what did you say? Uh, technology is Christianity without the tears? It's a good line. It sounds like something out of a Marilyn Manson song. Mm, it does sound good. Um, <laughs> but I have no idea. Anyway. Which leads to this next beer. Which is called? Well, it's by the Free Will Brewing Company. There's a fucking cork in there. There's a cap and a cork? I have never oh, okay. seen that. I need to get a corkscrew. They're, they're really scared about getting other beers pregnant. Uh, the cap, the, actually, the cork is coming out. It's slowly. Holy shit. That it's, is weird. It's slowly. Oh, my God. It's going to blow. Actually, if you shake it a little bit, it'll probably actually blow. This is like champagne. That's super weird. I've never seen that before. I kind of like it. I've never seen a beer with a cork and a cap. We've had waxed things. We've had corked things. We've had some fancy shit fucking beers here. This is double, double, double stuffed. Quick, Oreos. get a saber that we can Fuck do the champagne it. thing. And I've done that once. It's fucking hard. You cut the top of a bottle with a sword? Yeah, you just ching, and it just shoots off somewhere. Oh. Okay, it's getting there. I mean, it's, it's it. champagne, so it's under pressure. It's it's shitty wine. Bum, 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 ba, da, dum, bum. Oh, there we go. Man, I can't believe that's popping up there. Took it's beer, beer by right Agra. That's crazy. I wish we had a time-lapse shot moving. of that. Holy shit. Fucking ninja. This is already the best beer I've ever had. <laughs> it's like a dinner and a show. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> right, what kind of beer is it? I'm going to let you read that. Magic beer. I'm gonna, if you don't want that cork, I'm going to keep that because I keep the, the corks to make crafts with. That smells like fucking champagne, actually. I'm not even close to it. I can smell it. It smells 100% like champagne. Okay, so this is from the Free Will Brewing Company. This is called some French words. <laughs> I was really counting on you guys they... to understand some French shit. I know a little bit of French shit, but I don't know these words. It's they sound like wine terms to me, but Cuvée is totally a wine word. Don't know anything about wine, so it's probably yeah, it is that, ale. Uh, Confederate Dunces beer. This is an ale aged in oak barrels, and it is seven point one percent alcohol. Oak barrels from Champagne because it golden aged in oak barrels with Brett Fredonomyces, oh. Lactobacillus, and Pediococcus. I like the Pediococcus. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you it remember says, resident? It says aged eighteen to twenty four months. Which really sounds like, uh, you know, clothing made for child children. That's what the label is. But they mean it in a totally <laughs> different context here. This is interesting. It tastes like champagne. It's just a little bit of tart. So Miller Lite or Miller High Life lied. This is the champagne of beers. I would take this over Miller High Life any fucking day of the week. No, this is, this is fucking delightful. Very nice. But it, this tastes more like champagne than beer. Like a, like a heavy champagne. Like a thicker champagne. But it tastes like fucking straight up champagne. So uh, Brettanomyces is Brett. That's the the hot, mm-hmm. sorry, the yeast that people talk about and say, oh, that adds the funk or whatever. And then the lactobilious or whatever is some sort of other yeast, I guess. Um, I don't really know too much about it, but it adds a funky, weird flavor to it. And those yeasts will eat any goddamn thing. So certain yeasts will not eat certain types of sugars. Like they're not capable. They're more discerning. Well, just like they're not able to break down more complex carbohydrates or whatever the fuck it is. Glucose molecules. These things can make alcohol out of, like, anything. And they will try out a beer. They're voracious. They are. This is weird, but not... I, th- I thought it was going to be gross, I'll be honest with you. But I actually kind of dig it. I like this a lot. It's good, because it was kind of expensive. It was. Yeah, I saw the price tag. It just fit well with the book, though, so I had to buy it. Dude, if, I, if we kept track of the amount of money we spent on beers for this let's, podcast... Let's not ever do that. Yeah, that would be a terrible idea. Definitely. Like, I'm okay... In my mind, there's still, like, a running total of what we spent on equipment... <laughs> But the beers, that doesn't count. You're like, oh, we spent this much money on microphones and shit. Beer doesn't count. 
No, that's that's the good part. So they're out at the. He lives out on the lighthouse, like by himself, and people like. There's the, like the there's like nature media. photographers like cramping out in bushes to like pho- to like take pictures of him to send back to her magazines like he's a wild animal and they see him they see him whipping himself as a you know penance and so they start swarming his lighthouse with helicopters because they want to see him whip himself and so they all land like whip yourself whip yourself and they're like chanting like they want to see him whip himself and instead it turns into a giant orgy as you know things are wont to do he should have whipped them he whipped them with his cock meat sandwich should have whipped them right in the eyes <laughs> right in the eye with a dip. <laughs> Thwap. And then they have a giant orgy. And I then everyone, they have a giant orgy. They all start chanting orgy, porgy, orgy, orgy, porgy. porgy, orgy, porgy. And Lenina yeah. arrives and she oh, joins yeah, in the yeah, orgy. Yeah. And then the next day they come back. As an impudent <laughs> strumpet would yeah. do. And she limps away. Everyone leaves and then someone comes back to see him and he's hanged himself. The end. And he's dead. And that's the end of the book. So join us next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, hang him, he hanged himself. He has hung himself. He had hung himself? It's hanged if you are hanging a person. He think, was hung, but he was hanged. I think, <laughs> I think it's not about... So you could be hanged and hung it's at not the same about, time? It's not about the object. It's about the tense. It's no, yeah. It's the past tense of hanging a person is hanged. Yeah, but the perfect past tense is probably had hung. Oh, uh, he had hung himself, I guess, is... Yes. But I would think. He hanged him. He's been hanged and he drank. He was hung, hung and hanged. For the weak verbs in English, it usually is like... I know, hanging someone's pretty strong. It becomes a uh, sound. You're like, I... I drink this. I drink your milkshake. I, I drink it up. I drank your milkshake. I had drunk your milkshake. I think it works the same way with hang. I don't know. Similar, like hang and hung. Right? Whatever happens, he's fucking dead. He kills himself because he's like, fuck this shit. Shakespeare isn't that interesting. He felt, oh, he felt, brave new world. He felt like guilty about having participated in the orgy, porgy. I think you mean uh, grave new world. That's what it turns out to be at the end, yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. First thing to talk about influences this book has had on other sci-fi works every science fiction book published since 1932 next yeah, question definitely pretty much but let's just name a few it's like some of the ones we've done on the podcast uh definitely 1984 i was gonna say also uh fahrenheit big time for sure because there's a because books are banned and it goes because just the fact that uh it's sort of like um what's the name who wrote fahrenheit I'm fucking ray bradbury. ray bradbury took the idea of books being banned in this book and just made a whole book out of that. Like, made that the central idea itself. So meta. Fahrenheit 450, uh, 451 could very well be the prequel to this book in many ways. Mm. You know, sure, like, yeah. this is the step to get to that. There's, they're not, you know, they could, not to say that they do exist in the same universe, but they, they are could. related in that sense. They could. I think, I think there's a ton of books that owe a debt to Brave New World. Sure. Uh, the Giver. For, oh, man, absolutely. The Giver. We already mentioned it earlier. Yep. I about what. Yeah. But, you know, when they give her, they give up their emotions. Just They give up their emotions so that they don't have conflict in society. And they do it kind of a different way than We, we than talked about book, it because of the, uh, they kill them when they're a certain age. <clears throat> that's, that's what it is. It's like, oh, he's mm-hmm. old now. Time to die. Right, you need to get released. And children are bred to an extent. Also true. They have, yeah. they have birth mothers in that, but they are just bred out of the mothers and they're assigned to people. They're not in a factory, but it's still early. You never know. Yeah, I don't know if... I cannot... I don't know. I'm not an expert on the sci-fi literature. If there is an earlier book with that kind of concept of no longer parents, but factories, yeah. I mean, the 30s is pretty old for science fiction in general. Believe it or not, there's science fiction going back a couple decades earlier. certainly. But this is still in the early phases, as we would say. Well, this is also... This has the um, coveted position or rare position of being one of the earlier science fiction books... That's also well written. Yes, there are yeah. earlier Most sci-fi books that are terrible, like the pulp fiction kind of things, like just yeah, where they fuck a guy in the basement of a store. 
Oh, yeah. sorry, that's Pulp Fiction. But <laughs> I mean, it happened in this too, probably. No, but he wanted it because that's what they did. They just wanted they orgy, you know, they orgy But there's the earlier books are written by crappy writers without skill, and just kind of published in any rag magazine that existed. Yeah, it was for mass consumption, but without any regard to quality. It was just something to do. I've been actually reading a lot of uh, you know Wikipedia articles <laughs> on early science fiction books, and there are quite a few that if you look at that book, you could see, wow, that's the first time somebody had this idea that is now commonplace in sci-fi books. And those things, often Brave New World is one of the earlier books, but there are tons of times where it's a book that's 10 or 20 or even 30 years older. I read, oh, I can't fucking remember what it was. It was like a collection of those old science fiction stories from like the old, olden days. And it was like, a, most of them are terrible. Most of them are terrible. Yeah, they're pretty crap. But there's some fun ones where it's like, oh, we use this heat laser or a laser. And also, because of that, they also use their cold laser. And it was like, well, I mean, I guess that makes sense in old-timey ways. Well, they, everybody kind of figured, like, ah, oh, you can make it go extremely this way. Why not make it go yeah. extremely that way? There's still time. There's still time. So uh, another book that is also, I believe, influenced by this is Clockwork Orange. Hmm. Here's why. Uh, because the one of the big things happening in Clockwork Orange is the idea that you could breed out the violence in people. Not breed out. You could you could eliminate Condition. the violence in people by conditioning them mm. through what in that book is called the Ludovico, Ludovico technique, but is really just Skinner uh, operant conditioning based on B.F. Skinner, but now B.F. Skinner psychology. And in in Brave New World, they also do the same thing to people. But I think I think in Brave New World, it's much more Pavlovian. I think Skinner didn't actually do his work yet in 1932. Oh, really? he was he's only born in like 1905 or something. Oh, really? Okay. I feel like we went to which was my oh, really? my oh, first episode. Oh, my first episode. We were talking about that thing. I said it's like Pavlovian thing, and you guys were like, "No, it's Skinner." <laughs> There's a difference, you fucking There's a asshole. Difference, but you just said. Class. You just said. I'm saying that in this case, it's this case, uh, this right. one. Skinner hadn't yet done his work. I, I mean, though, though their ideas and their theories have a lot in common with each other, and, or more like Pavlov is sort of the simplified initial version. I guess is Isn't the way Skinner I understand it. Condition yeah, where you actually. So here's the difference. If I understand, you correct me if I'm wrong, but Pavlov he does something and makes the dog do something. Right? He rings a bell. The dog drools. Skinner. He gives the rat a choice, and when it does a certain thing, it gets a reward. And so it's operant condition, right? The operator... It's not based on someone else's actions. The, I mean, it's, they're, they're limited by somebody else, I guess you could say, but, but the actions of the subject dictate the condition, okay. right? That makes sense. Is that, is that fair? Uh, I mean, that sounds right to me. But That's pretty simple. I'm right, not but sure. But like, definitely not the rat expert. presses this lever, nothing happens. The rat presses that lever, it gets a pellet of rat food. So it'll keep doing that over and over and yeah. over again. Yeah. So you're right. This is more Pavlovian. But really, you could also say that a Clockwork Orange is also Ish. very Pavlovian. So right. anyway, I thought that element of this book and Clockwork Orange also very similar. And I'm sure there are a million other things, and it's like a basically every sci-fi book. It definitely influenced sci-fi as a genre. In terms of creating a whole world where there's an entire government system. Yeah, the world-building aspect of things. It's one of the more famous. It may not be the absolute first book. I'm sure somebody could find an earlier book. Certainly. But it is the one, it is the earliest one that is still popular today, aside from maybe some H.G. Wells shit, but even that doesn't have this. Yeah. It doesn't have the same dystopia, like whole world kind of thing. And he kind of out, he does dystopia, you know, 12, uh, 16 years before uh, 1984 comes out. Mm-hmm. Right, he does that first. So the question is, what's more prescient, 
This, this, is the, this is the big internet question of the day. Yeah, for sure. Which I is a clear answer. Which is more relevant to I have, today? I think most people have a clear answer. They yeah. just they just never really. They, and the problem is that most people don't never read this book. Everyone's most people have never read either read. book. But nineteen eighty four has seeped into the common language, like Big Brother. Yes, and but by people who have never read it, mostly also, sure. and people have never even heard of this book, probably. Which is a shame. Everyone you on should join Tumblr. A book club, you fucking idiots. Or just listen to our podcast. So, all right. Well, what do you guys think? I have my opinion. I even took notes on it. What do you guys think? In terms of which is more prescient? Yeah. Which one nails it better? You know, I used to be sure it was 1984, but now actually after rereading this one, I realized like, whoa, this is really pretty, pretty good too. Uh, I, might, I might still side with 1984, but I would say they're very close. I would say it's... And obviously both very prescient, but if I had to pick one, I might still pick 1984, but this one is still very good. I would say it's 70-30 Brave New World. I think it got some stuff much closer. The breeding thing, of course not. And... All that, you know, world controller shit. I, you know, I'm not like NWO, flat earther people. But like the way society I is. Randy Savage was in NWO. Uh, I thought he was in WCW. NWO was part of WCW. Okay, then, then definitely I'm an NWO. <laughs> that makes two I of think, us here. I think that the. Uh, was someone knocking on the door? No. Okay. I think that this is definitely. Like, there's definitely cameras and people watching you as, in 1984. I don't think it's as bad as people like circle jerk about it. It's definitely creepy in some ways, but it's not omnipresent, omniscient government overlords. I don't think that's the case. This is more just like people are distracted. We have all this bullshit and, you know, escalated. We don't have escalated squash, but we have... God damn it. I wish but, we did. But we have sports and shit, and it does distract people. I don't think it controls our lives. I think this is like an ext- this is taken to an extreme, but I think this is closer to what it actually is. I agree with you guys. I would say, just to be contrarian, I would say Brave New World is majority, even, it's extremely right. And I w- I'll, I'll be a pussy and say that Brave New World nails it in terms of the way people live their lives. And 1984 is accurate to some degree in terms of the way the government behaves. Because the government, sure, 1984, constant surveillance, there's a lack of privacy, the government engages in this doublespeak dishonesty. Sure, I'll, I'll totally go there yeah, and say totally. that's real. But the rest of 1984 is actually kind of not different than what life was like in 1948. Right, it sound, If you really look at 1984, it really looks an awful lot like post-World War II England. Everything's shitty. Everybody doesn't have a lot. Things are gray and drab. That's what Things are still gray and drab. Mm. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 That's just the weather. Whereas 19, uh, Brave New World nails a lot of things about the way we live our cultural lives in terms of our uh, hedonism and use of pharmaceuticals to, you know, yeah. change your mood. Everything sucks mood, better. Mood-altering drugs. Better yeah. take mm-hmm. some drugs because, oh, Xanax and fucking all the antidepressants like things are shitty take this pill well I mean, we should one day look at um, do Andrew's dream of electric sheep for more of that mm. but also there's an anti-intellectualism in Brave New World there's an anti-education yeah, sure. mm-hmm. and though there's that in 1984 as well true there's also widespread promiscuity in Brave New World not to say that's a bad thing but like in 1932 fucking lots of bitches or fucking lots of dudes that was unheard of it was not cool nowadays especially for people are our age she's a lady who banged two people she's a she's an impudent strumpet yeah so there's she'll never make it she'll never have a man um also there's a tremendous dependency on technology in brave new world which is not really evident in 1984 brave new world also basically predicts in vitro fertilization and genetic engineering and it talks about the mass consumerism of people today it also talks about cloning it also talks. It also gets to the point where technology is congruent to religion because the people make the sign of the T. Yeah, 
I mean, like, it's just a cross with the top part. That's what they did. They just cut the top part of the cross off to make it easy. It also, most importantly, invented mini golf because they talk about obstacle golf at one point. <laughs> ha. I, wrote, I wrote that down too. So it, it really predicts a lot of the things about the way we live our lives. Like we live our lives based on impulses, based on pleasure and fun and enjoyment. I get all those different things, which are kind of related, but it's consumerism taken to the extreme in this. Now, is that consumerism dictated by the government? No. No. But it is in Brave New World. But in Brave New World, is that their people are, they design it so that the people will be occupied. In you keep real life, it's not designed by government. People just do it. I think it, it actually is pretty accurate. More group by itself. I want to add one other thing to that, too, that I thought of. So in Brave New World, you know, people, you know, the people are just given Soma so that they don't feel bad and they just have sex all the time so they just feel good. And I, I was reading um, a couple months ago a book called Sapiens. It's kind of a, by... Um, I know that book. Yeah. I mean, it's very famous, like super bestseller. And it's kind of like a history slash philosophy book, I guess you could say. I mean, it's definitely based in history. But and in, in it, he says, and he's sort of also talking about the future. And it, he's, he's, in one part, he says, um, you know, happiness is a chemical state in your brain. I mean, that's what happiness is. And his prediction is that Dopamine at some stuff. point, at some point, somebody's going to invent the right drug or the right set of drugs that people will just kind of take all the time to be content all the time because that is really what people are looking to have in pretty much all of their actions all the time. But it's, at some point in the future, people just will cut, just be Cut out that. the middleman. Exactly. You mean cut out the actually doing something to make you happy part? Mm-hmm. Man. I, I believe it. I believe it. No, yeah, people already do it. It's called opioids. Yeah, they're or the religion of, of the masses. All the yeah. antidepressants and all that shit. It's. I mean, certainly the people who are depressed and have, they need that, but people that aren't take them just so they can feel pretty good. I know you're quoting Karl Marx there, and there's a yeah. Banksy quote where he said, "No, opioids are the opioids of masses." <laughs> I mean, he's also, also true. right. Also true. Well, they didn't really have opioids as much. And then he spray painted a Marx. fucking rat somewhere, and he was an artist. He got some clever stuff. I mean, you probably disagree with everything he says, but he thinks he's, you know. <laughs> no, I think some of that is very cool. It's very cool looking. Some of it's dumb, but some of it's, 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 it's clever, and I get the point. And it's better than... That's true. That's true. I will say the one thing that made, that I really thought about reading this book was the phrase from um, Juvenile, not to be used as Juvenile. Juvenile. Uh, yeah, I was saying, what? <laughs> juvenile, bread and, bread, and circus, bread and circuses, or panamit circuses. Oh, the Roman shit. The Roman shit. Like, if you keep people busy, with, and you give them food and entertainment... They'll be good. Do whatever you want. That's what this resist. is. That's what it is. Yeah, certainly. That's the whole fucking book. Also, another That's thing. That's why we're on Survivor season 25,000. Well, you know what? Also, in, the, in the, the book, when they talk about the conditioning, the lower classes of people in this, the Epsilons and the Gamalas, they are instilled to have a hatred of books. Not like an aversion, not just like a deep hatred of, of learning. We kind of have that already. Books, without Books are gay. But we really do. Like, yeah. We have a society where the, like, the lower... Like, so if you are fortunate enough to be born into a middle class or upper middle class family, education is seen as important. If you were born into a lower class family, education is seen as something that's like important, I guess. But the actual learning part is not built into your life. And you definitely don't have to read. And you get a huge number of people in America today that are not literate, which was, is the main like reason why podcast doesn't have more listeners. 50% of people are reading below grade average, which when you get to be an adult just means you read like a child. Well, what is it? The New York Times is allegedly written at an eighth grade reading level? Really? Yep. Eighth grade. No, uh, tenth grade. Tenth grade. What? You know what, man? Which is still isn't I went to tenth grade at a specialized high school in New York City, and I could not read that shit well in tenth grade. Jimmy, you went to the same high school. Did we understand it? I don't remember reading the newspaper. Well, the, the tricky part about the New York it's Times is that it's 
it's in terms of um, its length of sentences and number of syllables per word, which is typically how these things are measured. It's around tenth grade. What's However, the Lexile score? Yeah, that's that's like a Lexile score. A lot of the articles are written about with very specialized. Uh, vocabulary where tier, you need, tier three where what is it called tier it is called tier three yes exactly you're good to me. um no, I know where teachers right exactly um what was i saying oh yeah so specialized vocabulary where it sort of assumes you have a lot of tier background three knowledge. Is, uh, specialized words domain specific like social studies what's words. tier two uh they're like kind of like sat words you could kind of say they're not specifically about just social just studies just or science. nuanced words kind yeah. Of thing. yeah like mm-hmm. tier three would be like if you're talking about science stuff and using a lot of science words like hypothesis yeah what's is there a tier four that's for uh, acid words. Words when you make when you're on acid, you make them up. <laughs> anyway, my point is, New York Times, even though it's written with with semi shorter sentences and not too many many multi syllabic words, it still has very specialized vocabulary that you need kind of a lot of um, background knowledge to really understand. Like anything in the financial section, you know, it's yeah, not that the, I don't know not that they're big that words or long sentences. It's like you, but if you got to know a bunch about finance for the articles understand. to really make sense, or even if it's not the finance section, let's say there's you know a big thing going on in the stock market and it's even a front page story about the stock market. Well, you're going to have trouble understanding that if you don't know anything about the stock, stock market. Can I say one funny thing? I think, it, I forget if it was the deltas, the epsilons. Somebody had their own newspaper in this book that was written only in one syllable words. It's probably um, the epsilons. Yeah. But it was called the mirror. Oh, because they're dumb. But it was like mirror is two syllables. They Oops. call it the mirror. The mirror. <laughs> we can go read the mirror. The Dale mirror. I, when I was reading it, like, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. That's, that's they didn't know what it was called. They just read the rest of it. <laughs> but they called it the paper. I hear what you're saying, Nate, about the fucking newspapers. Like, yeah, it, it, reading even a book like this, if you don't have some context, like, there's a tremendous amount of Shakespeare in this book. Mm-hmm. If you don't know a little bit about that, even just to know who Shakespeare was and why his name is still important, that makes all of those passages useless to you. Yeah. It's like, oh, what's the big deal? It's just whoever that Shakespeare guy is. That's one of the things that um, makes reading at a high level, I don't want to say exclusionary, but like you kind of have, there's like, a, there's like an element of... Um, Got to put in a lot of work first. Totally. To learning is getting. Cumulative. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, in this society, learning is stupid. And they don't do it. Because it makes it unstable. Because it's America. I'm sorry, it's Brave New World. But they, they really don't do a lot of learning. They don't want them to. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to learn. Now, they train people to do it, but how did we get there in America today? We have the same issue today. The anti-intellectual intellectualism, like if you, but it's if not you, just like it's not just anti-intellectual in the sense of like hardcore conservatives who have one opinion or hardcore liberals who have one opinion and they want to ignore the other side. There's just like a large swath of society that doesn't want to read a book. They don't give a fuck. I mean, it's it's conditioning. It's from a young age. Education systems in a lot of the country are shit, and if you fall behind when you're young, you're never going to catch up to a certain point. And you can you can That's read. For sure. But you're never going to want to read a book for fun. Some people can't even read. Some and there just is, watch and, Kardashians. And it is, it is a cultural thing where it's like, I remember when I was in elementary school, I was reading, kids would be like, don't read. You're fucking gay. It was like a real thing. Sure. Reading's for nerds. Yeah. Herbs, as they pronounced it in the 90s. Herbs. Yeah, I remember. I'm calling you a fucking herb. And, it was, and it's still that way today. I don't know if it's, it's explicit because being gay is not like seen as a pejorative now in New York, at least. In most of America, it still is. But, you know, they will watch the Kardashians or every reality TV show because that's what is you're supposed to do. And most people don't want or need anything more than that. No, there's no, there's nothing wrong with wanting to watch nonsense TV no, for entertainment, but there's nothing wrong. with No, that. certainly. And everyone does it and it's fine. But if that's all you can do, maybe that's a problem. But if that, if you're like in your adult years, it might be too late to change it. No, I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, I, I, I wish I was more 
optimistic that you know there's always time to change, but this is objectively untrue. You're not going to rewire your brain when you're 40 and think, oh, books are cool too, in addition to the Kardashians. So listen to the Drunk Guys Book Club while you have the time. <laughs> your t- the clock is ticking. Before you're old and dead. Tell your stupid friends now. And tell them to read some fucking books. If they're curious, we have like a, this one. a library of, at this point, a ton of books. Dozens. Dozens of books. And they could even listen to us talk about them. Yeah. They could drink along at home. That almost counts as reading. It's pretty close. You know what? It's better than watching fucking nonsense. Best beer of the day? I'd say it's uh, a toss-up between the, the McKellar evil. and the... No, the evil twin. McKellar and Evil Twin. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. Evil Twin. The wrong, evil, wrong brother. Same thing. The Evil I Twin and the like Champagne. I confuse them. Definitely not. I uh. can't tell them apart. They're all evil. Uh, evil Twin was my favorite because I drank the rest of it. And uh, I also like the shape of hops to come, even though it was more of like a classical IPI. The sticky toffee pudding was my least favorite. That's fair. I like the Evil Twin. It was very good. The Evil Twin was the best smelling one by far. Best tasting one. It was Free Will. Free Will was wild and crazy. It was It was different. It was interesting. It was like champagne beer. And I, I, I kind of like that. Well, tell us what you thought. Do you think we got it right? Is Brave New World more accurate than 1984? Yes. Send us a message <laughs> at Twitter at uh, DrunkGuysBC. Or send us an email to DrunkGuysBookClub at gmail.com. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at DrunkGuysBookClub. And if you're not sure, check out our episode on 1984 at iTunes. And please give it a rating. Round up to five stars for Epsilon or something. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.